है What is up? What is up? What is up, fanboys, fangirls, geeks, otaku's, and pretty much closet nerds? I'm your host, the franchise, and welcome to another edition of Talking Pop with the Franchise and Biko. It's basically the podcast where pretty much we talk about anything in the world of pop culture. And before we get jump back in, I want to mention, you guys, we got merch. We have a merchandise store. Go to teespring.com/talkingpop. That's T-A-L-K-I-N dash pop. And for right now, I'm doing a promotion right now. So use the promo code TalkPop. You can get five dollars off your order. Pretty much five dollars off. I don't know how long I'm gonna keep this promo go going, but look, we got shirts, we got coffee mugs, we got phones for, we got cases for your iPhones, cases for your Samsung Galaxy Eight Seven, whatever you guys have. Um, for the summer, we got tank tops for women and men. We got kids T-shirts. We got hoodies. So we even got stickers. So you want to stick our logo? Get the pops or not? On your notebook, or even in the back of your laptop, or even your locker. So, like I said, it's teespring.com/slash/talkingpop, and pretty much all the proceeds go to support this podcast. Like I said, I'm not sponsored. This is independently run. So if we don't have a deadline. We pretty much do this every time. And also, like I said, this podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Podbean is pretty much a podcast. You can get anywhere. Say you got Google, say you got Apple. So basically, this grabs all the podcasts from those two worlds into one easy, convenient app. And plus two, they give you the tools to start your own podcast. And this is pretty much where I started. So I started, you know, with Podbean, and so far it's been what a year now, and it's been doing good. So like I said, check it out. We're on Podbean. Also, too, this podcast is also featured on Spotify. So like I said, you can catch up on back episodes on Spotify itself. Just go on your Spotify and look for Talking Pop with the Franchise and Biko. You'll find back episodes on there. So let's kick it off. This is episode 25. So pretty much the last time we talked, it was like back in the 30th of April. We pretty much did the review of Avengers Infinity War. Not Infinity War, Endgame. So, of course, joining me is, of course, my brother Biko. Hey, guys. And, of course, our roommate Mondo. Hey. So pretty much today, it's pretty much random new stuff. And of course, the one thing that came to mind, because ever since yesterday, was people going crazy right now on Reddit and online, is, of course, The Office leaving Netflix in 2021. Yeah, it's pretty sad, <laughs> considering that you, the whole 10 bucks you saved up could have just got you a box set that's going for $50 on Amazon. That's a damn show. That's from 2005. Um, yeah, and as I was going on Reddit... Uh, not to get political right away, but the, the the Donald subreddit just got quarantined, which is a very... The Donald subreddit is basically where a lot of racist people go to hide and, and just essentially troll saying that, you know, respect our president and all that stuff. And then they say, they just go to hide. And, and they have been quarantined for poli- anti-police threats. Now, Reddit has gotten shit for this before because everyone knew it and they described it. It used to be called just the Donald, now it's just the D because you can just, you know, change usernames when you sign up again. And this is probably like within the fourth time within half a year that this has been happening, but it says it's possibly inciting events. So I guess they were like doxing people and trying to get people to start little protests. 
considering, and they call it the Clown World War, was created seven hours after they were quarantined. <laughs> so they were making, oh shit, so they were making a bunch of different subreddits as they were getting, we'll say, internet sanctioned and to stop inciting stuff, which is not surprising. Um, but if you want to read negative shit that you don't find on Facebook, go into the subreddit. Um, that's what I've I've seen so far popping up, but uh, we could start with the office shit. I think that's hilarious that people are going crazy over that. Um, considering that's like on fucking three different streaming platforms, and if Netflix, they're taking out because NBC wants it. It's because what it. do is so because they're all they're taking their toys back and going home. Well, it's because too because with NBC Universal. Okay with it's like what happened right now with Hulu now. Now that Disney and NBC, yeah. basically Disney gained Fox and now having the majority control of Hulu, NBC Universal and Disney said, you know what, we're going to have a handshake, handshake deal. We're going to give you controlling operations of Hulu within like a few years and we'll still show our content on Hulu in those years and then we'll sell our share in like a few years' time at a fair market price. That way Disney will get full control of Hulu. So right now Disney is... Pretty much over Hulu right now. It's because NBC Universal is starting their own streaming service. Warner Media, ever since AT&T bought Time Warner, has become Warner Media. They're going to start their own streaming service. So all these companies, like Netflix is using, losing a lot of, you know, basically licensing. We're going back. Because you got Amazon reaching up. So now with The Office, it's kind of hilarious because it's like, you're going crazy. I mean, you guys got two years and plus. I have The Office on DVD. I have the whole series. I only got the one season, the one box set that came with the script from the dinner party, which is, to me was one of my favorite episodes of The Office. So, like I said, it's not the end of the world, people. It's like, I understand you guys grew up on The Office, but it's like, there's easier ways to access it. I've seen, I think, maybe one episode in its entirety. See? The Office is something that just came and went. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw somebody in the comment thing. Fucking somebody just take off friends already. It's, it's like it gets old. <laughs> it gets old after when you're gone. Take off old. friends. Fucking, I am one with them. Cause oh like, my yeah. god! I was like, well, last we're year. just getting. Now we're getting like. It's like nobody's fanboying over fucking bringing back uh, uh, all these fucking sitcoms. So like, no, I don't. I remember when the Will and Grace thing popped up again, and they're like, oh, we're going to do another season. And then they did it on a major network, like they said before, and I'm sure it got a lot of viewers, but it's like the same people who watched it the 20 years time. ago yeah. the first time. It's like, eh, I'm not going to watch it now. Even with the same people, and like, uh, they did the fucking, they did the Full House thing. That was always something else. But I'm like, uh, The Office, if you don't have it by now on DVD, it's like one of those things. It's like, just fucking buy it. The 10 bucks you get. And I'm, I'm not going to say I'm fucking, I'm not guilty of that, because it's like, yeah, I stream that, and that's somebody showing the same different ones that I've seen a billion times, but it's like, when it's gone, I'm not going to cry about it, because it's like, I had also had every opportunity from the past year of paying for Netflix to go ahead, go to your secondhand store, please visit those people, you can find some gold, go to the library and get it for a month, or get it for a week, you go to the library, people, it's free, yeah, I mean, I think there's the comfort food aspect mm -hmm. of it, which, like, even though I don't... It's very convenient. Yeah, like, watch The Office. It's like, I understand that there's people who will probably end, you know, five out of seven nights. You know, like, I'm just going to watch a couple episodes and fall asleep. Yeah. And so, like, they'll watch... It's like the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, like, uh, every single day. And, like, I certainly go back and watch shows that I enjoyed and watched, like, as, you know, first run. I think right now I'm going back through Bird Notice. See? Uh, and, uh... 
I think, Longmire, too, which isn't that long of a show, but, you know, it's like, I'll certainly do that and enjoy yeah. it, and there's nothing to say that you can't rewatch and get more and more out of it, but I think... It's like, yeah, with, like that's a powerhouse like property years. for NBC. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like with me. Like, I was it like a few weeks ago? Did like Somebody I watched? I rewatched like How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, and that show's still hilarious. It's on Hulu. It's like I watched it so many times. It's like still watch the last season. Yeah, but everything else. Yeah, it's yeah. Just to me, the last season, I still till this day is just the way they ended it that way. And you know, like to me, I'm like, yeah, okay. The office is leaving in two years. Like people, you got two years. It's not like it's like. Well, it's going to go right away. Hmm. It's like when they went crazy with friends. Oh, God. <laughs> even then, uh, I, I honestly wouldn't be watching Friends a lot as much as if I, if I had Seinfeld on Netflix. Not that we don't have access to it anyways, but... What's that on right now? Seinfeld? It's on Amazon. It's on Hulu. Um, no, it's on Hulu. Or, yeah. Yeah, Hulu has the rights to... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Curb My Enthusiasm is on there. And... My, Amazon's good. Amazon's really good if you didn't have access to the premium stuff, like Showtime and HBO. Like, there's they got really a lot of the that. Sopranos. Like, they got the Wire. They got like a lot of Sopranos yeah. and the Wire. Like, so for me, I'm only I'm revisiting shows that I that were big in my adolescence, but I wouldn't have gained. I don't think I would have. Yeah, I started watching King the Hill again. <laughs> like, just yeah. I started watching King the Hill because it's on Hulu. It's like I so even... maybe for like these. So we're talking about adolescents now who are gravitating towards Friends because they kind of under. I don't know because like Friends is such a weird show. Like it's, uh, it's yeah. I mean it's it's. I mean people say it's like a, a huge privilege pageant. Yeah, I dream as it can be in New yeah, York. A pipe dream. It's yeah, very much so. And it's it's somebody's like vague concept of like what they thought life in the future would be like if they moved to New York with a bunch of their friends. Yeah, it's, uh, and they all live right across the hall. Yeah, other, like it's, in, in giant oh, apartments with, and then they hang out in the freaking same coffee shop, which is the bottom of their building. And they're able to afford their set apartments on a, a non-consistent actor salary. salary and, yeah. A guy who never says. He does at his job, <laughs> and a uh, paleontologist professor who works out of the, the museum, and then a chef who's in and out uh, of restaurants and yeah, runs their own catering company, chef, and a waitress, and Phoebe who is a, a busker essentially at a cafe. She a just cafe plays or in the massage therapist, and mm-hmm. she, she did like a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not asking for a completely rational world in... With in in sitcoms, yeah. yeah, holy shit. That's like saying the rational world of Full House. Uh, but yeah, like, I've always... Even even when you're younger, I don't know, I wasn't drawn... We were, I don't know, I was drawn more towards home improvement. And, oh, <laughs> and conservative sure. dad <laughs> playing the ridiculous blue-collar yeah, home improvement. Yeah, like, to me, it was like... For me, I grew up more, like, on the TGIF stuff, you know, like... Family Matters, Step by Step, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, Boy Meets World, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wholesome teen. And then I think when I was a kid, I remember my parents, they used to watch, my mom used to watch like Perfect Strangers, and then of course Family Matters became the oh, spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's on Hulu, I think they got it on there, and that's it's like... elf level awful. Oh my god. <laughs> talk about the, yeah, talk about the elf thing. Oh. No, but yeah, I grew up more like, yeah, well, like I'm 33, I'm going to be 34 in a few days. Woo! But yeah, because of the TGIF, yeah, I was like, I grew up on that, so like, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, Sabrina Teenage Witch, Family Matters, Full House, during its run. I will say that kind of, that time frame and like that kind of like block programming is probably kind of missed by a lot of 
people who did have it when they were younger, and now, even if, like, they're trying to sit down and watch something, or if they have kids that are old enough, that you can't just say, it's like, okay, it's going to be fine to let everybody just, like, hang out in the family room, if they have a family room. Right. And just, like, have some shows on, because they're going to be fine. Now it's like everybody's in their own zone. You don't 100% know that that show is okay for them, or isn't. You know what I mean? It's like there's less, like... It's like if you now, can, now that everyone can just pick whatever they want, yeah. like you can set controls, but like even within that, there's going to be, you know, wiggle room and just like you, you just don't necessarily have that like nice block of things that you can let a kid watch. And you know, for the most part, it's going to be they're not going to be like a catching a lingerie ad. Yeah, or you know, like yeah. super controversial stuff. Like it's more structured. Yeah. Which would make sense because they structure it around like dinner time for families, so it's like yeah, like the most like dinner hour and after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I think it was about seven o'clock, and there was it was mostly like two hours, and then they go to like use like around nine. Yeah, like or yeah, I mean, what I remember it was like nine to ten or ten to eleven. It's probably ten to eleven because I was in the Eastern. Good enough to wake stand. up on time for Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, oh like, gosh, Saturday morning cartoons! I miss that <laughs> so I'm much. Bringing, you know what? Let the office leave. Well, I just want Saturday cartoons back. Oh man, I remember waking that up, getting that bowl of cereal, and pretty much like going in front of the TV, CBS. God, these Teenage Mutant Turtles, freaking! What's going on with the world? Thundercats. I remember Daddy was on Saturdays. Thundercats was awesome. Yes, Thundercats. Thundar, Thundar, oh yeah, GI Joe, GI Joe, Transformers, Transformers. You know, you had, and of course, you had Muppet Babies, which was done by. It was surprised Marvel Entertainment actually did Muppet Babies. They did the artwork for it. Well, yeah, I mean, I wonder if they had a studio at that point. Yeah, Marvel Entertainment had a studio because then you had Fox Kids and you had the X Men, the nineties X Men, Spider Man to do that again or like relaunch it on the Disney stream. Or the when Disney Plus comes out, people are oh like, that would like, be like, crazy about like getting that going again. The nineties X Men, oh yeah. that'd be crazy to hear the old theme but, song again. But it's gonna be, well, I mean to me that'd be great and all just to bring certain things back. It's like that to me, yeah, because I remember nineties X Men during that day. You know what's really weird though? Talking about like the like the late eighties and nineties, um, there was an artist John Byrne, and he was then later like a writer but John Byrne was one of the two guys it was Chris Claremont who wrote X-Men Forever and John Byrne who was like his I guess I think maybe second like artist that he paired up with they did a long run that was super influential on the X-Men like he was the one who drew and probably like helped co-plot like the Dark Phoenix saga hmm. like the originals like like the huge big like epic storylines that they're still basically like recycling today and uh, he worked on X-Men up to a certain point and then, you know, left. And I think actually from there he went on and had, on his own, like, wrote and drew Fantastic Four and moved on to other things after that. He did a big, big relaunch of Superman back in the day. Um, but anyway, so this guy's like a all-star legend penciler and writer. And he left the X-Men, like, in the, say, like, mid-'80s or something. I guess it's... It's out there. I heard about it, and then I finally saw an article about it. He went back, and he has started doing fully penciled and lettered artwork as if he'd gone back to when he left X-Men, as if he went and did the next issue. 
<laughs> and he's not like looking at the like if he left on issue 100 he's not looking at 101 and saying like well I'm just going to redraw it or no he's just like going back as if all of that time had never passed and if he left the X-Men at one point like maybe say in the Savage Land or something mm-hmm. he's going back he's not getting paid he's making nothing off this and he's just like well back in 1985 I left him in the Savage Land what would I have done? Yeah. And he's just telling these completely unsanctioned X-Men stories. What? Just... Just penciling it, like, perfect art, lettering, just, all that, and he's just releasing it, like, on his, like, uh, his, like, website or something. Hmm. Where, like, if, like, you can see it, you can't buy it, nothing's for sale, so he's not making any money off it, so they can't sue him. Just so he... Just to get it out there? Yeah, like, like, an art, pretty just, much? Yeah, he decided he wanted to tell the story that he would have told in the first place. Pretty like fan fiction, basically, if you think about it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's exactly it. It's like, like the highest level fan fiction that you could do. And Marvel, I guess, is trying... Has been talking to him about, like... Coming back aboard? Like, hey, you know, like... We could, like... We should talk. We can release this. Like, this would be, like, a huge hit. And you would and, be, like, something out of so it. So far, he's just been saying no. Hmm. He's just doing it for the fun of it. Hmm. Don't think about it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, kind I'm sure like it's that. cool as hell. So. Yeah, it's like I'm just kind of like, yeah. well, they didn't want it then, so there you go. It's like, oh, so now that you want it, how do I look? I just look like, like as a personal thing. It's kind of like he would have to go against his own foundational value. He well, he certainly made a lot of money. He was he was like the hottest property probably around at that point. He was like. Todd McFarlane oh, kind of thing where it's like he could write his own ticket and he jumped from like you know comic to comic when he wanted to. Eighty five. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm guessing on the dates. I was young, so but uh, yeah, just like a total like yeah, absolutely is fan Ivan, fiction basically. Ivan was telling me on the the thing about X Men. I think he went to see the Dark Phoenix or whatever, and it was really bad. <laughs> got really bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and the funny thing is, it's got it's the score was lower than X Men Origins Wolverine. That's how bad it was. Uh, yeah, Taylor from a friend of ours. You want to see that? Just said, yeah, I got back from X Men. It was <laughs> mad, and I said something to her. It's like, oh, something like I heard it wasn't that great. She's like, yeah, it doesn't follow the original comics. And this, at this all? Was, well, yeah, and this girl's like as far removed from a comic fan as you could possibly be. So, and if she's telling you like it's not even close to whatever they're trying to put in the first place, well, you have to think for the fact that they were trying basically end. But it's like when your general audience is telling you it's shitty, you can't even. It's like the the most minimal mark you can honestly hit with any movie is for a broad audience check mark list. And if you can't even do that, who are you trying to kid? That's literally, like, what they're doing with that stuff is, like, what they do with the Transformer shit. You know we're going to get the kids. We know we're going to sell toys. But to get the parents to want to take their kids to the next one, on another thing I'm going to refer to Ivan on, when you tell me about it, he's like, dude, when I went to see, when I went to take Layla to see Bumblebee, it was fun. He's like, because you can tell that the movie was made not just for us, but for kids, but they set it up as if it can expand to this new other universe. So I was like, so what you're saying is, is that once they took the keys away from Michael Bay, it started to become something that actually had some general like likeness to it that they can build a franchise off of? He's like, yeah, pretty much. I was like, that's what they probably wanted to do in the first place, but they got drunk off of the Bay money, which is normal. It's just what you do with big blockbuster guys. But holy shit, 
That when I saw the previews to that movie, I was like, oh, cool, they're going to get this girl, who I like as an actress, Steinfeld or whatever. She's great. Yeah, Steinfeld. And then you see, oh, cool, they do with this character, because he's the, probably the most fun out of all the movies. Yeah, he's and in a Volkswagen. It's a nice fucking Camaro. Mm-hmm. And then you go through that, and it's like, oh, cool, that looks, like, it looks uh, generally, like, the, it looks entertaining, and I would take my daughter to see it, because he says they have a lot of empowering things, and it's like, they didn't focus on too much on the human... Uh, like them building the the trust, like that's already gonna be there once you see this robot crash landing in your garage. Like he described that better, th- and we're talking about setting up a whole genre again, as opposed to the fourth in line or fifth in line of the X Men shit. If you don't count the '90s ones, but he, getting to that, and then I saw a little bit of Apocalypse. I didn't like it anyways because I, I it like was a, okay. Yeah, it like was- I like Apocalypse in the comics, and I knew they weren't. Out of my own expectation, I already knew it was go- nothing was going to help it as far as I like the comic and the way the cartoon did it. But, like, you bring the Savage Land into it. It's like, there's no way they're going to capture that on movie in, in the less than two hours. They just can't do it. So I had no, a lot of, I didn't have a lot of faith anyways going to Dark Phoenix. But then you can... You, the casting. I'm going on a rant. I know, it's so hard because it's like... I, such great stories. And then you fuck... Like, I didn't mind apoc- Apocalypse... And that, because that was the first one that had Sophie Turner, right? She was yeah. Yeah. Because she was the, and they got, the young guy that they got to do past. Cyclops. Like, mm-hmm. I did, like, I think they actually had a pretty, had pretty good casting. Yeah. Uh, like, the elements were there. It just didn't quite land, I think. Um, but the nice thing, you know, whenever Marvel ends up doing it, however they decide mm-hmm. to bring it in, it's like, yeah. they just need to not touch Phoenix for ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they need to yeah. do, like, like, I mean, like, X-Men did Savage Land. They fought fucking, oh, sorry, uh, Dracula. Uh, they were, they had they went in fucking storylines. Yeah, it's like, they need to go and, or, or like, Hellfire Club. And but, the Sentinels, yeah. they couldn't even do that right? Yeah, so, it's, like, there's, they can go back and, you know, retread certain things, but they need to go yeah. and explore some stuff they have That's a lot of X-Men. So, and like yeah. I said, this one, X-Men you know, we got Spider-Man cool. Far From Home coming next weekend. I know. Yeah, and oh, now they do say, now they mention multiverse. Now they mention multiverse because the whole thing now, you know, here Peter Parker said the trailer, he mentions multiverse yeah. because supposedly Mysterio comes from a different like, universe where supposedly he's a hero. So he comes from a different world. It's because it all traces back to that snap that Banner did. Because not only that, because there were two snaps, one done by Banner and one done by Tony Stark. So who knows what Banner did? Like, when he did the first snap, I'm assuming it was to get everyone that was killed by Thanos back. But at the same time, it probably opened up new possibilities. It probably opened up the universe. Yeah. But at the same time, you got this five-year thing because everyone that was gone to snap is back five years later. Because remember, it time jumped five years in, in the future, basically. Yeah, I don't know how. And, then, uh, and I think Spider-Man from Home is probably gonna answer how those people are coping with the five-year, you know, gap. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think they're gonna try and duck all. I, yeah. I'm sure they have to explain some of it, but I wonder how much they're just gonna try and duck it. And, like, it worked for Endgame, and then they only needed to deal with it, maybe, in Endgame and in this movie. Yeah, but and after that, they can just sort of, like, 
shrug it away. Yeah, because supposedly Spider-Man from Home, according to Kevin Feige, you know, head of Marvel Entertainment, Marvel Studios, he says it's supposed to be the end of the Infinity Saga. Like, Spider-Man from Home is basically the conclusion of the Infinity Saga. Well, I mean, it'd be nice to have a coda, because there's only yeah. so much, you know, that they were able to handle at the end of Endgame without it being Lord of the Ring-esque. And like I said, there are God, people yeah. talking about, for, for, for Fantastic Four, right, like, who should be cast and what. And a lot, of people saying, a lot of people are saying John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Well, no, not right now. The big contender that no. they're saying is Keanu Reeves. Yeah, no, it's too early. But, so I know Marvel Studios, yeah, they're trying to find a role for him, but it's like... They're, in, the same, in the same thing, though, they're saying that they're also pursuing him for the Eternals. Yeah. But, like, I, I can see that. Like, he's such a huge action star that's like... Okay, yeah, it is surprising he hasn't. He's going to draw anything yet. in. Yeah. But, like, somebody, who was it? Uh, one of the big artists from back in the day, maybe. Oh, I can't say his name. John yes, remember when they were trying to do Cowboy Bebop and they were going to try to do a movie and they had Keanu Reeves in mind? When they were doing that, of course, now Cowboy Bebop is going to come out on Netflix, which is cool because John Cho. I He'll guess the show picture of him. Yeah, he already has his hair growing out. He's growing out his hair for he was the role. Great as Sulu though. So I can't wait to see him as Spike. Yeah. But yeah, going back to Keanu Reeves, I'm like, <laughs> it's funny because right now it's like he's the big thing right now this year. You know, with John Wick Chapter Three, and of course now, if you look right now, was I don't know if it's on Reddit or something. Somebody like pretty much imposed him in all these images with Disney princesses. So he's, like, dancing with Cinderella. He's it's a all, prince in every... He's a prince in every Disney, movie. like, movie that's freaking hilarious. He, you know, but the thing is, like, I can't... He was a big Daredevil artist. John Cizanowick. He, he's got, like, an Eastern European name. I can't remember pronounce it, but really big name, old-school comic artist. And he put the idea out there of uh, Keanu Reeves as Moon Knight. Which, cool. I don't know if, how familiar you guys are with him, but it's like, it would make sense to have him as like, you know, Mr. Fantastic, yeah, that'd be cool, I'm sure he can do it, but it's like, if you got a guy that can do that kind of action, it's like... Don't waste him on a Mr. Re- uh, Mr. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, apparently... Like, you know, something that just yeah, you're wasting him. No, but... Daredevil? Yeah. Oh, he would have been know, a badass there, though. That you could do something like you'd want him as somebody like that, where it's like it's all the physicality. Mm-hmm. But like right now with the Fantastic Four, but I think with the new comics, you know how they brought the Fantastic Four back. Like as soon as you know Disney got the rights mm-hmm. bought Fox, and now yeah, decided, but, but you see the picture of Mister Fantastic, he kind of looks like John Krasinski. That's why a lot of people are speculating that he should be the next, you know, Mister Fantastic. Though. It is a coincidence. It's like the same thing when Deadpool was written by Daniel Way. He wrote Ryan Reynolds' name. He mentioned Ryan Reynolds' name. But that's because of his acting personality, not because of who he is. Like, that's different. Like, I can... It's like with the Logan shit. Like, do you honestly... Even if they were to revamp Wolverine, we're... Us, pop-culturally and culturally significant-wise, we'll never... Nobody's ever going to accept a... Oh, that's not Wolverine. That's just some guy that's playing him. That's not Hugh Jackman. It's like the same shit with the Spider-Man. We all have, we're so hung up on Tobey Maguire, and then Andrew Garfield does it. Sony rock that shit up. Whatever. They give us a new Spider-Man, and oh, we love this kid. It's like we're never gonna get old. We're never gonna. We're never gonna get sick of the same properties like Batman and all that stuff. It's just people have such a nostalgic connection to whoever actor they get. 
that the minute somebody else goes, we fucking hate it. What happened to the Robert Passing guy? Now they, apparently he got off of it because of scheduling conflicts. And, and no, like, he's no, he's still doing Batman. No, he's still doing Batman. No, dude, I read. I read. That no, he's getting a schedule off thing. of other movies. No, he's 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 doing projects. Did say, why did it say he's off of Batman? Uh, whatever, whatever. He's not off of Batman. The whole point is, it's no. Like, he was supposed to be in this one movie, the sequel to this one movie he was in. Right. But he had to drop out of it due to scheduling with Batman. But I guess they're going to start oh, production man. this year. I think that'd be like I think Batman. Batman and James Batman, That's, James Bond, uh, like shit, like yeah. What else would you like? What else would uh, actors like? I, I like walk away from every other project. I can't think of too many other ones besides like Batman, James Bond, uh, Superman would be one. Yeah, maybe Superman. Like. If you got a, if you, maybe, Jones, if you got a big maybe. star, like a Star Wars like lead part, mm-hmm. like I could see maybe dropping another movie. Yeah, uh, maybe for something like that. But it's, what I mean is, like, in the sense that, so what, he gets the backlash with the Twilight or whatever. It's like, oh, we fucking hate this guy's Batman. It's like, oh, but you were okay with Ben Affleck being Batman for those two awful movies, but nobody said anything when he was Daredevil and all that stuff. Like, we find the the, the funniest things to, just because this guy was on this other movie and, and it happened to be a teen drama, whatever. It's like the, or the person who was in a Disney show throughout their years and then they finally break out in a role with when they're acting and they become this big A-list star All and then people forgot that they were in a Disney show you mean Sunday yeah we'll go with her and then she yeah we'll go with her HBO her right HBO she's got her HBO series but she's a, a minor character in the, in the new reboot of Spider-Man and so it's like she's basically the new MJ basically right but what I'm saying is like we, we fucking they people pick and choose properties, right? So, what makes this kid who plays Spider-Man any different than what Tobey Maguire, who played it fine, given the fact that at that time we had no idea? Oh fuck! There's a Spider-Man movie. I was just excited to even see that it would become a movie. So like now that we're pretty much coasted into like superheroes being as a mainstream, a main attra- yeah, we'll go mainstream. We'll go with that, like a main attraction at the block at, at the theater or whatever Box the case may be. Or at the store, even like, are we really? Man, it's like I'm always gonna be excited for a superhero movie, no matter who plays the person. Like fucking Sophie Turner, sure. Like I didn't love her in Game of Thrones, but when she was cast as Jean Grey, I'm like, yeah, fuck, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you need. Jean Grey was never this outstanding. Like I'm all about justice. Like that's not her at all. That's just her. Of like I'm too busy fucking dealing with my powers. That but when I do want to help people, I'm there to help. That's what the X-Men helped for her. Cool. So I'm just like, why do people get so upset? I don't know. I, mean, I think he's going to be fine. I, I, yeah. I, it depends more. Because like, I think... I think he'll be fine. You know, Ben Affleck was a great Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he was fine. I, I liked him as Bruce Wayne. Decent Batman. He just needs better movies. Yeah, I think. I think yeah. you know, better writing to me was the. Val Kilmer wasn't yeah. the best Batman, but he was fine. And he did fine. This is fine. Yeah, everything's fine. George well, Clooney was awful, but you know that he had an awful movie. Patterson's going to be in the next Kevin Nolan movie. See, Look and that, it's like, like you know, like crazy. I don't, I don't know how many, how much of a bigger endorsement you can get from Chris Nolan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like he felt he was good enough to work with, and you know, like Nolan's probably got. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm sure Tarantino can pick everybody he wants. You know, and oh, people yeah. are like dying in his movies. I'm pretty sure Christopher Nolan is could do the same. Probably right up there with like, you know, if they can if they can make it work, they'll make it work to be in a, a Nolan film. 
Yeah. He, he's got, like, what was it, in Dunkirk? Mm-hmm. He's got uh, that one kid, yeah. Uh, well, he's got, yeah, and I, I mean, Styles apparently just, like, auditioned, and, like, no one he had liked, no idea who he was. He yeah. just thought he did a good audition, but I'm thinking, uh, like, Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. uh, who, you know, Played all those characters nine-tenths from. of the movie, he's wearing a flight mask. Yeah. You have and a, and a helmet. You have no idea who he is. You, you see Tom Hardy as Bane for for well, I mean, but in in that movie, you see him for literally maybe like thirty or forty seconds, like where you know who he actually is. Like a lot of actors, I don't think would do that for you know, like just anybody. Yeah, but yeah. it's like okay, Christopher Nolan wants me to do this. Like, I'm gonna yeah. fucking do it. So yeah. you know, I'm sure Patterson is as good of an actor as you know. Nine out of ten other guys that are out there, if not better, because he's getting these projects. Because he gets to do it. It's like it'll be fine. It can only make you better. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we're gonna see the Joker when it comes out later. I don't think anybody wants another one after it. But fuck, Joaquin Phoenix, whatever. Like the only reason why these properties are always gonna come up because they make money because we are so fucking attached to it culturally. Like it's gonna happen. And uh, these things are always going to be an argument, even when... And then they got Birds of Prey, too. You got so. Ben Affleck's kids acting. Like, it's just... But the, of, oh, that, looks, that already looks terrible. Like, think about yeah. it, yeah. Like, it's like, there's a problem. It's like, then we see these people reaching into the gullet of thing, of properties. Of, let's see if this can make us a billion bajillion dollars, because everyone wants to be like Marvel now. So that's the down... Okay, that's the downside of what Marvel opened up. Let's put it that way. But look at this. We Marvel make it... Like, the one thing about Marvel is they made... Marvel Studios made it work yeah, but that's with the, the limitations they, they had. But that's the problem. Because of the different rights that the characters that were being owned by different studios. Because, of course, back in the day, people don't realize... Marvel Entertainment after the animation, they weren't doing that hot. But that's that's but the why only way to escape from bankruptcy. They had to sell the rights, sell the, all the film rights, sell the characters, so they can still have some money backing. So that's what people don't understand why certain characters can appear or what certain words can mention was because different studios own the characters. There was no market for it. That's why they they were nervous, so they started selling the rights because there was no market for people going to the movies to see comic books because they were all in limbo because they were always in development. They never, they nobody. But if it weren't for, you know, like John Favreau coming in and directing Iron Man and bringing Robert Downey Jr. into the fold, and of course you had Robert Downey Jr. with that time, I think that film, like Iron Man, pretty much helped Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Oh, it definitely relaunched. It relaunched his career. Like, it pretty much relaunched it because that time, you know, he was doing, you know, issues with drugs and all that stuff. And then, of course, it were for, you know, because there were so many actors that were test screening, but John Favreau fought for Robert Downey Jr. Because Paramount, at that time, they were looking at Tom Cruise. They were looking at different actors. But John Favreau was the only one that stayed like, yeah, I want Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. I want him to be Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, I mean, for Robert Downey Jr., I think it definitely came at the time where he was then in a good enough place to be able to do work like that and be able to probably bring more to the table than he would have had he been a younger guy or not gone through the same things. Um, Yeah, I mean, they definitely... People always say, you know, Marvel's casting is dead on, and uh, so far I pretty much agree with it. And even when I see them recast somebody or, you know, cast a role... That where the actor is of a different like appearance than the traditional comic depiction, when I see it, it's still like okay, like that's why they did that because like this person can deliver 
what's needed, mm-hmm. not necessarily like what's his name, Carl Urban, who, by the way, if there's like a current like nerd property all star. Carl Urban's gotta be. <laughs> I saw something where it's like, you know, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Doom. Thor, Doom. Judge Dredd, yes. Star Trek. That, what? So that guy's an F. And then he's yeah. gonna be in the he's gonna be in that net, the he's Amazon the series, The Boys. Now. That's gonna be coming uh, out soon. Can't wait for that show. And that show like, looks really good. But you know, like, like he, the trailer looks really good for that show, The Boys. He did a great job as as uh, McCoy. And that was probably one of the only times I've ever seen somebody, like, like actually nail, like, the imitation of uh, him and Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. The only time I've ever seen somebody imitate an actor playing a character and have it work. Oh, yeah, Ewan McGregor having to follow Alec Guinness. Yeah, and, like, you know, it's it's just, like, that's got to be so hard to figure out how to do that, but... uh, you know, Marvel, for the most part, doesn't try that. No. They just try, like, okay, we want someone who can deliver this for the story, and then they figure out who can. So, uh, yeah, Kevin Ferg is going to be a uh, Ferg, Fergie. Kevin Feige, or I don't know how to pronounce He's got his meal ticket as long as he wants. That guy's just been knocking out of the park for so long. Yeah, like I said, you know, it's like, and then right now too it's like you know and now everyone like I have to go into anime on this one no I know it's not Biko's favorite subject but nope. everyone right now is hating on the dub for Neon Jones and like everyone was excited when Netflix announced that they could secure the streaming rights to Neon Genesis Evangelion I think that's just that's on, that's on it because honestly yeah, yeah they got the rights because like I said that that franchise went and like the DVDs went out pre 2011 because I think that was when the licensing expired so yeah it was around 95 when that show but the problem is that show got mentioned a lot in pop culture like a lot of shows like referenced the opening they parodied the opening the music I think regular show that's like cartoon ever they parodied the the, clo- the ending their credits to the opening to and yeah, Genesis Evangelion, they parody it. It's been mentioned a lot, and you know, people who were excited. Netflix say, "Oh, Netflix announced they got the rights." One thing would kind of hurt people too was Netflix decided to get a different dub cast. But now people are hating on Netflix, like, "Hey, how come they got a different cast?" People don't realize. I just found out it wasn't Netflix that made a call. It was the studio, the owners of Neon Genesis again, the studio that owns it. They're the ones who had a hand on who to select for English actors. They're the ones who made the picks, not Netflix. Those bastards. But the same thing, two people, and then certain things they had to tweak for translation. So when stuff gets dubbed, of course they got to localize it because they're not, like, people won't understand, you know, certain words in Japanese culture would mean something different in American, you know, Mm -hmm. different here in the West. So, yeah, they had to, like, do some translation and localize it a little bit so that way we can understand the humor. Well, I Which just, I totally understand. And right now people are hating. I always saw, like, the first episode of the new dub. It's okay. Like, with me, when it comes to anime, I like both dubs and subs. There's, like, certain animes I watch purely in sub. Because, honestly, the the voice the Japanese voice actors, they have a long range. Because they do so much and different characters. As opposed to dubs. But it's like very few dubs I watch it, you know, anime in dub that I watch it only in dub because, you know, I grew up on the voice actors, you know, over the years. But to me, it's like, it's the people that grew up on the original dub for Neon Genesis. 
It's the people that grew up originally back in like ninety, like like the late nineties or in two thousands. Because I remember when it was on Toonami late in the day. It was on the late night on Toonami when they when Cartoon Network had the run for it. And yeah, the dub was different. Well, well, like I said, I'm just happy that it's streaming somewhere that you can find it on Netflix. I heard about it because the DVDs you know, are hard to find. Like the DVDs are really hard to find. Like you have to find like either, and they go for you know you have to go on eBay and they go for a really pretty dollar because it's like I said it was out of print for so many years. Well, I've started watching it. I've seen it on you know every like anime list that's out there. Uh, I would never have bothered to track it down. No, it's uh, like yes. Yeah. You know, but it's great that it's there. I started watching it. Um, I started watching the English dub because I like the dub, dubbed ones. And like you can even see the sub. I, I tend to watch them with subtitles on at all times, anyways. Just like even Same. like just to it, see like it. if I was watching The Office, like I'd be watching it with yeah. subtitles on just because I'm used to doing that now. And like you can even see the difference in what their the voice actors are saying between like the English. Dub and the English subtitle. There's differences. So, yeah, because it's it, basically the subtitle to me. It's more like the translation of what the yeah the Japanese script is. But uh, it's you know like I mean I've seen I think I've only seen an episode and a half on it. It's, visually, it's gorgeous. Yeah, uh, it I does hold drawn art. You know, and uh, I can kind of start. To, I can see some you know trademark anime. But see, think about it. It's like Pacific Rim. That's basically like a tribute to Evan and Gillian because, you know, you got people drawing these giant mech suits and mm-hmm. they're fighting monsters. So I could tell, like, Guillermo del Toro had some inspiration from, like, you know, from the old animation of you know, the giant robots fighting the monsters. So this is what the Injustice is, was they're fighting angels. Mm-hmm. They're fighting angels. But it's the whole synchronization with the mech suit. With the, with the robots who are called, you know, Evangelion, it's a code name for the main robot that Shinji's driving. He's yeah. the one that's piloting. But, but I think the one thing, too, that people were pointing out was, I guess there's a character that interacts with Shinji, and apparently there were some, like, even in the sub, supposedly the dude that he hang out with starts developing, like, a homosexual feelings towards him. And he actually tells old Shinji that he loves him. But, of course, in the translation, like the dub, they kind of tweaked it a little bit, saying... His grace or something, you know. They change. They wait to, but they talked to the translator who did the translation for the dub. He said, "I was leaving it open for interpretation. I try to do as much as I can from the source material, but I wanted to leave that part open and to open to interpretation." I mean, it's that's fine and all. I think like trying to think how to say it. It's like with me. Like well, if, if an, but like if an artist leaves it open to interpretation, that's one thing. If a translator leaves it open to interpretation when it was clearly not, not you know, it, like it's then because if you look, watch a sub that you'll get the literal like translation of what the characters are saying. But that's but, but the, you, what he's like what ahead. you're saying. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. But the weird thing is too, and like like that, uh, like, like I'm older than you guys, but I'm fairly cosmopolitan and accepting and everything. But it's like the idea that they had to change that they somebody felt compelled to make that ambiguous for whatever reason. I've been watching the newest season of Designated Survivor on Netflix. I don't know if either one of you guys watched that. Yeah. It's a fun show. They went straight into the most. I'm trying to think. You could you could have gotten away with it on network television. There wasn't. You uh, could have or you couldn't. You could have. There was no genitals or anything shown, but it was like one of the most like just like here's a scene and da 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 cut boom. <laughs> one of the like the most forward like homosexual sex scenes I've ever seen. 
like outside of something that's like probably straight not quite porn but like you know like an an R or so, or like an X or something like that on like a network yeah, and it's like show? that show for the most part is still straight out of like straight network show, except they throw in some f bombs and a little bit of cursing here and there, and it went straight to that. And it's like at first I was surprised, but it was more because like okay, I just don't have. But it's like a the lot of shows that have. But it's that. funny because like the f word now is basically a common thing to say now. It's like well that, but I'm saying it's like it went straight to like a yeah. like a homosexual in bed like grunting and skin showing like another person like yeah. you know sex scene if you know. And again, like I was just surprised because, like, oh, I didn't think they would do that on this show. Yeah. Mind you, I, I'd watched it on like the broadcast seasons, so this season's a little different, anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, because it's not it's not on a regular network. Anymore? Correct. Yeah, I think it's, it was on ABC or something for like two seasons, and then else they, they it canceled it, and then Netflix picked it up, and it's yeah. the season thir- season three is. Wait, that's so. What's his name? Netflix. Keeper Sutherland. Keeper Sutherland. That's what right. Fucking way. Uh-huh. I wonder I wanted to see He's that. president. It's a great show. It's like totally worth it. Yeah, uh, but, it, but it was just you know strange seeing something that was like a real traditional network property, like you know your mom and yeah. dad could watch it. It's pretty forward. And then they kind of like were like, all right, well we're on Netflix now, so we're just going to go another like half step. But it's like you know Netflix is fine with that. They they greenlighted it, you know, and like I was fine with it. I was a little surprised because I wasn't expecting it. I think because when it comes like the kids on Genesis, it's like they change one word. And it's a fucking a and storm. Every- <laughs> That's what I Same thing with like- the ending theme because apparently it's a oh, because in the original why. dub, it was different covers of the song by Frank Sinatra, Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> but apparently <laughs> But apparently, because well, Netflix came because of licensing is expensive oh for that song. God. They decided just do an instrumental. So then fans are saying, "How come there's no covers of this song? That time wasn't the ending theme, and now it's like a generic piano playing." I'm like, but because it, it costs this amount of money to even license a track from the early 1900s. Yeah, it's going to cost them a shit ton of money. Yeah. And we would much rather just play the instrumentals or pay another artist to cover a song that's going to cost us a bunch of money for them to even cover the song and license it. So either way, Netflix is fucked. So let's go with the cheaper route by getting instrumental. Holy shit. That's what it is. So it's like... But like I said, I'm going to go back and watch it. I'm like, I'll watch the dub. Like, I just want to give it a chance. So I'm not going to, like, ostracize it. Because like I said, I watched a few episodes of the original English dub of Neon Justice, but that's back when it was on Cartoon Network on late 90s. But the thing's not even out a week, and it's already... You know, it's like we can't... Man... It's fan culture. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's what it is. It's it is fan it culture, is yeah. Fan culture disgusting. has become... Very disgusting. I backed off. It's like the same thing with Final Fantasy Seven. Like, ever since Final Fantasy VII remake was coming out, and the one thing that people in their minds—this is the one thing they were saying—how come Tifa's uh, breasts are smaller? I don't. I don't. I'm like, really, guys? That's the only thing you care about? Was I saw the gameplay videos? It looks fantastic. Have you watched Advent Children? Have you seen how Tifa looked like in that movie? That's the miles they're using. They're using those models as the basis, and apparently, according to Tetsuya Nomura, I play Game of the director of the director I, of Final Fantasy VII remake, he says they want to make Tifa. You know, she's got that build because she's a fighter; she fights. Mm-hmm. So they go more like a realistic route. But same time, they have an ethics department at Square Enix, where they're trying to, you know. Because, like I said, they're not doing just their audience, (laughs) not just their audience, you know, just their, you know, home audience, but of course, other regions. Mm -hmm. So they made a more athletic build. She's wearing, you know, 
She's wearing like a sports bra underneath, like she's wearing like one of those like like, like you know those compression shirts, mm-hmm. compression shirts over like on, on underneath her like tank top basically. But she's a fighter, like they made her athletic, you know, because that's what her character class is. It's a it's a fighter. It's, but I to mean, me, it's like I didn't care. I just care about the gameplay. But then you see people on Reddit saying that's the one thing they point out. Like, really? That's the one thing okay. point out. You got to finally see her revealed in the E3 trailer. But that's like the one thing you took out of it. Like to me, I was more excited seeing her being featured, showing her gameplay style. You know, because what's cool about the Final Fantasy VII remake is not only is combining well, a little bit of the strategy. But a little bit of the action, like I love Final Fantasy XV, but at the same time, that strategy basis, you know, like it's not going to like the turn base, but it's more like strategy and action. Well, it's like the same thing with, um, well, I mean, it's like Neon, Neon Genesis. Like, it's, I realize you haven't seen Andy, and it won't give anything away by any means plot wise, but um, whomever the girl is that picks up the, guy, the kid. And it's sort of like his handler. She's got, like, the dark hair and the bangs. Mm-hmm. He moves in with her. Yeah. Like, this is the thing I don't like about anime, to a degree. It's like... The generic trope, they call it. Well, not not that bad, but it's like... They're sitting across from each other at the table, at a t- table eating, and she's comes up and is leaning, and the camera angle shoots so that you can just see... Her tits. Her cleavage. Well, like, that, and, or, like, her ass. Or, like, wearing, yeah. like, super short Daisy Dukes, which is basically, like, a G-string in between. I was like, there's no reason to do that, mm-hmm. but they do that. And it's because it's for a male... Like, an yeah. adolescent male audience. Yeah. Because that's what that's basically what all... Yeah. And it's the same thing in that... That's you know, thing. Like, group, these dude. are, like, 40-year-old guys or 25-year-old guys Making who, like... shit for 17-year-old they, boys. 16, yeah. 17-year-old boys. Or guys boys. that can't get past... Yeah, dude. You know, 16, 17 Because people don't realize and manga is basically towards... <laughs> yeah, because manga is basically towards, you know... It's always written for a teen, a young adult audience. I see that's what no, but, but, it's, it's, but that's it's, not. It's like the, the hypersexualized yeah. aspect. Like tension, yeah. Like and you can't get over that. Like that's 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 the only thing that you like about this. Is, it's like McDonald's is always going to have their fucking fries taste the way oh, it does. God. Like you can go to McDonald's in Japan and you're going to have the same fries the way it's cooked. That's what he's saying. Is like really every anime I see is always going to have a, a a cleavage and ass shot for a scene that's it, it doesn't does not it, yeah. it doesn't ask for. It, there's no there's no necessity for it, but we gotta throw it in there. It's just like for any other uh, fucking except Attack on Titan, right? No, Attack on Titan. No, no. I've not seen that at all. <laughs> no, Attack on Titan. No, the manga's well, not like that. It's it, all action and drama. Mean, that's why. Like, we we see that in other in other shit too. Um, so anything. <laughs> Like, I, are we going to see that with every superhero movie? Is that we're going to have to... Like, so far, no, which is nice. Like That we don't get that, even with the yeah. television shit. It's like, if they can do... It's just like you said with the Marvel. Like, Mar- the what I was alluding to before, or alluding to before, was Marvel helped open the game of, of making superhero movies a marketable thing to make money off of. But it's also a bad thing, because now we're going to get, like... So, are we only going to get, like, worthy films from just this one epic studio? What Remember when we had fucking all these other people going and throwing their ring in it? Like, I would love to see another Watchmen. I would love to see oh, it. Oh, well, turn it to HBO. Right? Like, it's for the series, right? So, it's like... Or do we have to John Johnson yeah fuck <laughs> like I, I'm not mad that all these studios are making TV series because we get a more you know a more drawn out thing which will display the property in, in a better light than we get in a movie but it's like okay cool I have to follow a series and then we get the movie from Marvel it's like I want to see other people do it 
Like I would love to, even I'm not a big fan of DC, but for them to get a, a, a honed in universe that would be that was based competitive off. with Marvel would be fucking cool. Like I would would but love to get, be like I'm getting an Avengers movie and I'm getting a Justice League movie at the end of the year. That's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck not? But think about it. One for Arrow, the being successful like, as it is, it didn't like, open. But still, but that, that started that started like, a yeah. whole big thing because honestly, I enjoyed the DC television universe. Versus the film universe. Mm-hmm. So then why can't... What I'm I saying think, is, like, that's what Marvel fucked them up. Because now it's like, we can do... DC can do a better TV series for the CW. Because they're, they're all CW-ish shows. They mm-hmm. all are like that. But if they were on a TNT or something, holy shit, that'd be cool too. But we don't get that. Like, I, we only get that with DC, but not with Marvel. Like, I don't know if it'll actually take, like... But we'll see because remember Disney Plus. But that's, we're gonna have that's, the it's the same shit. Like we're still getting the same writers from the same house. Like that that like I don't know. I just feel like when you get people that have a different chip to to fucking pick at. It, I mean, it would be like a Star Trek Star Wars yeah. thing where it's like yeah. if if you want to say like right now the Marvel movies are more Star Trek mm-hmm. and the DC movies, which I don't. Like, like are more Star Wars like lived in universe like it's yeah. prettier. Yeah. I mean, even though Star Wars is still very vanilla, as, as you know, uh, aesthetically a little bit like that universe was supposed to look like people had lived in it. Yeah, you know, yeah. whereas Star Trek is utopian and all clean and everything. And it's like so, like you know, like if DC had done a better job. That's what you could have. You could have, like, these two, you know, like, they could be trading uh, 4th of July weekends every other year with, like, huge DC, huge Marvel. season would be crazy in the summer. And uh, I don't know if they're just going to have to get somebody that's high up at Marvel to to decide, like, you know what? This is my chance. I'm going to jump ship and take everything I learned from Marvel and spin it into DC. That that's what I wonder if we're going to see it sometime. Yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised when they chalked up Whedon to help with the the Justice League and shit. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't offer him to build his own thing, which I'm sure they will. Because why not? Like even knowing his prowess, it's like we know this guy can still make a a, a good storyline. He can still flesh out characters that would they have some sort of relatability, and it's not this dry, dark thing that from a person that didn't really. He made the movie the way he wanted to make the movie, which was in his style, but didn't, like... But that's the way he wanted to do it. So, it's like, are we... We can get that, but in a sense, it's like, fuck, it might just be a little too late, because it's like the Apple thing, or the the Samsung thing. There's, like, a whole... Like, Apple's number three. Number three in global phone sales and all that shit. Because number one is Samsung and number two is Huawei out of nowhere. But well, it's China. Yeah, China. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense. But like I competition breeds innovation. And the way the Marvel movies are looking now, look we just ended the whole fucking era from the past ten years of things. Who's to say it's gonna happen successfully again? Throwing in We'll throw in X-Men, we'll throw in for Fantastic Four, we'll throw in all these properties that we know will make money no matter what we do. It's going to make money. Cool. But longevity-wise, fuck. I don't see a lot of longevity there just yet because it's too early to tell. But I don't I don't see Spider-Man, X-Men, and Fantastic Four carrying them for the next 10 years that these other random properties just did for them. By throwing a fucking... 
horseshoe in the barrel and making it work. Because who the fuck... Think about it, like, Guardians of the Galaxy? That was an X-Men fucking separate whole other plot, like, plot in, in their universe, and they made that work. Doctor Strange... It looked cool as shit, but if it, if it didn't make it look cool as shit, would we get a... Probably not. We wouldn't... No, just with Captain Marvel. Like, they had to fucking market the shit out of that. Was it the best movie? No. But I was entertained by it. And I was fed the character I wanted to get fed, and that's what we got. So with each movie, we'll, we'll get, you know... Spoon fed our shit, but that can only get that can only last for so long. And then people are gonna be like, oh, "Okay, we're just getting the next five years of the same Marvel shit," and that's what I don't want because it's like you're gonna build new characters again. You're gonna build new actors again. Like the same. I don't think people will fall in love with Robert Johnny Jr. in the same way people are gonna fall in love with like a Keanu Reeves if you were to build it the same way. You could try, but I don't think like. Fleshing out characters have never been on the screen before. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't necessarily replicate mm. that because too tough, man. But I think they still. I mean, I think it still has a lot of legs. Yeah, universe wise, and I think as long as they keep manipulating like the genres to kind of make it work, you know, mm. uh, like. They haven't done, like, a jungle one. They haven't done a war one. They haven't done a mystery. They haven't done... They haven't really done a heist one. You know? Even though they had the time heist. Uh, So, you know, like, they still got, like, a lot of formats that they can use as long as they're able to keep, you know, bringing in writing talent that is, you know, good enough to... To keep people, like, interested and entertained. Because they don't have to be writing, like, Casablanca. Like, I mean, that, that's really not the purpose of the film. So, yeah. I mean, if they do, like, great. You know, like, you know, Winter Soldier was great. It had, you know, a certain types of commentary in it. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was also just fun and entertaining. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's all you're looking for necessarily with these. So, I think they still got... I think this, this will be definitely a big turning point, though, because, like, knocking out these remaining sequels... To get them almost to. out of the way. Yeah. And then see where they can go, you know, after that point. It's just so odd. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd see that in ten years. But, like, it's true. I to expect. Until now, plus soon now with Arrow ending this year. Yeah. With the next right. season will be the end of it. You know, think about it. That was a show that basically launched the whole... Arrowverse, they call it, because without Arrow, there would have been the Flash. But Supergirl wouldn't have been probably not. Yeah, Green not as big. Yeah, and then of course, Legends of Tomorrow brought characters that you know they were either villains or just side characters that actually you know make them step up. You know, game their own show, and then now Batwoman's coming out later this year, and that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I just saw the episodes with her uh, from last season because I just watched it on Netflix on, on broadcast, and uh, I just saw the, the couple episodes that she appeared in. It's all right. I don't know. It's like I read the com- like the first comics that had this version of Batwoman in it, and it's all right. It, it's not. I don't think she really captures the character, mm. but like. Just toss it in there. Yeah, I mean, there was... Yeah, I mean, that, that was a very particularly, like, well-written 
female character in the comics because there's a, an author, Greg Rucka, uh, who is extremely good at writing like very strong female protagonists. Like he, that that's I don't I almost want to say like his specialty, but like the way like Eddie Vedder can kind of get into like a different character and like a f- different gender yeah. like character in songs and kind of do it and it, okay. it and it doesn't come off fake it just comes off as like an author trying you know like getting into a character uh, like like Greg Rucka can like seriously write strong female characters and like, the Batwoman was one of them I'm and, surprised I got a show out of that but uh, was she supposed to get her own yeah yeah she, from she was like, yeah, so basically she was introduced into the universe and... Two episodes and then they just give her the show? What the... F- well, that's gonna... It's that's like, gonna tank. It's like when they brought Matt Ryan back as Constantine, you know, I enjoyed that Constantine series, but it kind of sucked because it was on NBC and NBC doesn't have a reputation of being like, you know, for superheroes and stuff. It's not a good... No. Because they, DC tries... I just don't want to do anything outside of a mockumentary sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's what it is, dude. I, I, will, I did just think broadcast TV is dying, and so they don't, they can't, they're not able to green light a lot of, they, they're not able to stretch their necks out on a lot of properties because they're hanging on, and Bobo will go back because we're all just fucking streaming a bunch of different shit to go back to the one tunnel for. All of her entertainment pleasure. Well, but, I'm, ne- I'm never going to see. Like, there's no reason for you to sign up for yeah, NBC. There's no reason uh, for CBS. CBS ha- almost because they have like, Star Trek. Yeah, but right. I'm not going to shell out just for that. Uh, what is it? Paramount? Does it uh, supposedly a great show on there? Is Kevin Costner called Yellowstone that oh, my yes. friend swears by? Kevin Costner. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going like, to see that because I'm not going to spend seven bucks extra a month just for that show. Which it's really weird to me because it's like they're basically deciding like, okay, we're not going to get a big audience anymore. Yeah, so, so we just we'll have just to make a can out of each person, and <laughs> yeah, so it's like to get your. Your people that are still paying for like a cable subscription service to sign up for something that's going to streamline what they're already watching as it is. It's like uh, I don't expect them to sign up because they're already not smart enough to to or not willing to change the way they view their content. And they have a phone to do it and all that stuff. But you know, I that's how I feel about CW shows. It's like you're not you could make. You can make a CW show based on the Teen Titans and live action and shit, and I probably still won't watch it. Why? Because it's on CW. And it's on DC Universe. All their actually. shows come out the same, and I'd rather not. I, I don't. They have, uh, they have like a, a house flavor. Also. Yeah, they have. Yeah. You know, you're gonna get what you would expect on, on a, a CW show, which is cool. But I don't like DC enough to want to do that. So that's why, like, I would much rather just give them more faith in their cinematic views. No, DC is a lost, lost company to me. Fucking DC. Even though they're they're doing Star Girl soon, which looks why not? Uh, no, that looks. I loved that character, and she was really important in the Justice Society for a while. And like they're they're now launching things that were like, had you guys done this like fifteen years ago, like I would maybe been there. would have hit. Yeah, yeah, I would have been there like every <laughs> every every night. I would have been watching one, one of your shows, but nope, not anymore. They lost me. But. Like, which crowd are you guys trying to get? 
<laughs> what is? Well, because that's what we're in now. Just everything is an attention thing. It's just like the structure of TGI. So now it's just like, how do we get you at nine o'clock when you're tired to watch anything, but you don't want to watch the same episodes the of The Office? Office. Yeah, I want to fucking. That's true. Now, Bad like, girl. even now, because now with like, with, like with professional wrestling, now we're going to have to course the ratings war again because of uh, the new. Upstart um, AEW All Elite Wrestling, which is being you know being backed by Tony Khan, who's you know their family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they put they made him president, and bringing all these indie you know wrestlers like Cody Rose, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, to help run the company. They did a good job in their their first pay per view, double nothing, and you know they're going to be on TNT soon. They got a TV deal with TNT, so TNT is going to be showing wrestling again. And now it's like they're launching their whole new, like a whole new world of stories, everything with this new. Basically, what it is the difference between this and WWE, where wrestling entertainment is, um, the like the the actual wrestlers themselves, they're going to have create control over their characters. That's the big difference, and they're not going to have the hectic, you know, wrestling three hundred something days a year type schedule that WWE has, because they're not going, they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be working a strenuous schedule, and that's why a lot now WWE's in danger because a lot of the wrestlers, you know, they want to just you know wait out their contracts and they can go sign with you know with all the wrestling. But you got Chris Jericho on there in that promotion now, and he was a, you know a mainstay back in the days when he was in WCW, ECW. He was wrestling in Japan. But he joined the new. He the joined new all the wrestling, oh, and right. because he knows it's like where it's at. Competition. It's competition. It's like I said, competition's come back. So it's yeah, like, like it's supposedly Jesus Christ. It's supposedly, I think it was it. They're doing, they're gonna have a, I guess they're gonna do a bet. The markets will help everything. Let's go about all the wrestling, because I guess uh, with signing that TV deal with TNT, and you know how they got that Bleacher Report online where you can stream stuff on there? They're gonna, they're gonna be appearing at Fighter Fest, which is like, um, it's in Florida. It's like a convention almost. And they have wrestlers there? They're gonna have wrestling there. They're gonna actually have a wrestling event, and they're gonna stream it for free on Bleacher Report. Uh, Bleach Report Live. They're gonna yeah, be anything, free. Anything and then they're going to do the all in, all out. Like, they're going to do a show back in, they're coming back to the Chicago and, uh, at Hoffman Estate at the Sears Center. They're going to sell out again. Because if we're for, you know, Cody Rose and Young Bucks, like, doing that indie show last year, and that indie show last year sold in four minutes. The tickets sold out in four minutes. Because they were trying to do it with no independent promotion. Right, cheaper. They put their own money. Like it was funny. They actually put their own money into it, and they no. They were thinking, and a lot of people were saying, "Oh, the indie show's not going to sell like a thirteen thousand or fifteen thousand seat arena." They sold out in four minutes. And it's like, but it's cool. But it's making people going back to wrestling, and it's like to me, I. I'm sorry. I grew up watching WWE, but it's, the product is starting. It's getting really, really stale. Like a lot, I've been reading a lot of dirt sheets, and a lot of wrestlers are not too happy with the direction of this character because it's like they're waiting for Vince McMahon to retire. That's the bad thing. They're waiting for him to retire because he still has creative control over everything. Mm-hmm. He has the final say. So it's like the writing staff; they can't do anything. Because every time they have an idea, Vince either changes it or he shots it down. It's like, no, we're going to go with this. We're going to go with this route. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of wrestlers are either feeling stymied or like their characters are not getting developed enough. And so now AEW is rising. Like, it's like these characters, like, they're rising. Well, I mean, that'll be the difference. It's like all about, like, creativity. You know, if it stays a viable intellectual property or, like, 
intellectual like property universe, or if it just dies as soon as he's gone. You know, like if he is really the only creative element there that was allowed to flower, then like okay, maybe it'll die. Like Star Wars, say what you will, like it's probably gonna be fine. Same way like Star Trek is. It's like you know like. There'll be rough patches, but, like, in general, like, it's a rich enough world that they can keep pulling stuff from it. Like, if WWE isn't, like, if they they haven't been allowed to, you know, to grow that way, then, yeah, it might die. But then you'd have something like this new league coming and taking, like, the best of that and just, you know, going forward to something that maybe WWE would have evolved to if... That one, like, tyrant creator wasn't keeping everything in hand. Yeah, because, like I said, yeah, but to me, it's really, I'm like, I, like I said, I watched the highlights of the Double or Nothing show. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the matches. Like, it, it was really good. It did a really good job. And I kind of like Cody Rose's, like, shot at Triple H. Pretty much, he did a thing where his entrance was he comes out, there's a throne right there, he grabs a sledgehammer and starts smashing the throne. It's like saying, hey, we can do it better, you know? And they have all these wrestlers that, you know, I never heard of, but they're all in the indies. And there's a female wrestler, and she's a dentist. So she does both. She does wrestling, but she's also a licensed dentist in real life. It's like she does both things. And then there's a kid wrestler named Jungle Boy who I didn't realize was the late Luke Perry's son. Oh, wow. And he says, like, he did an interview with him after his dad passed away. And he's like, how'd you get into wrestling? He's like, my dad. He, my, me and my dad growing up, he's like, he took us to wrestling shows and pretty much supported me when I wanted to be a wrestler and went with, with me to all my training sessions. So it's kind of cool. I'm like, oh, really? He did, it's like, you know, like I said, it's like some things that you know, don't realize. Like now we're Riverdale because, of course, I never got into Archie. So it's like, mm. and a lot of people are enjoying that show. And I guess they're going to do like a tribute next season to Luke Perry's character. Because they're going to finally, like, write him off and... Uh, yeah, I don't know what state he was at the end of season three? Whatever season that was... Well, I think the, but I think they did announce they're going to do, like... Like, they're going to do a tribute to his character and, like... Like, like they're going to write off his character off, but at the same time do, like, a tribute to Luke yeah. Perry. I, yeah, I don't see how they, how they could possibly... And then we got Supernatural like ending this coming year. Oh, oh man, the last season. That's what they always I'm still watching season 14. <laughs> no, I'm not. still <laughs> I'm still stuck on season 14 right now. I'm still watching that because honestly. The fact that that has a season 14 and it's not animated is just fucking blows my mind. Of course, Simpsons are coming back. No, well, fuck the Simpsons. They've been done for like 20 years. I'm, I've been done with them. Like, they can have up to season 50 and they still <laughs> I don't know I don't think anybody on that show probably even cares and then next year we're getting a Bob's Burgers movie next Fun. year can't wait for that I've never that's a good show seen that uh, oh, Bob's Burgers where I've never seen it well it's good it's a good show it's very uh, yeah because one of the creators wrote on King the Hill it's like he helped write on King the Hill different that's what we need that's right <laughs> it's all good it's just different I don't know. I just sometimes these little reaches are getting annoying. I don't know. Well, Supernatural. I think they finally decided they had like they, they had done as much <laughs> as they could, and those guys I think had a, a good attitude of like we Jesus like Christ. we're having fun. We still like doing this. It's still working. They exceeded the timeline. I think yeah. it was only supposed to be a five a five season show or something originally. Like as conceived, it's like if we can do. 
They're like, if we, if we make it past the hump and, like, get, yeah. get and, like, become a little successful, we can do five seasons. And yeah, you'll tell for the kids. entire story of, of the Winchesters. Well, now. And made up for syndication pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, three times five, and they're all We're like, okay, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we feel like we've done our job now. And uh, what's it say? So Jason... Jensen Eccles? Jensen Eccles, yeah. Right now, they're floating, like his name is floating around a lot for Cyclops. Oh, That's a lot, a lot of fans are really? saying. Yeah, I could see it. I, I Like, once they said, once somebody said it, I was like, yeah, I, I a, could see that. That's a short-haired guy? Uh, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, yeah, the, yeah, he's the, 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 the He's the older brother, yeah. The not gigantically not tall. tall dude. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Pilecki? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I could Sam. definitely see him as a Cyclops uh, if they if they decide to go with an older X Men. Yeah, being yeah, like older and established. I hope they do. I hope they do. I get a feeling. Yeah. yeah, I get a feeling it's. I get a feeling when X Men and Fantastic Four get to get introduced in the MCU, they already are established. But I mean, the whole multiverse thing, like I said, they could be already established and they just come crossing over. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be a hard pill to swallow story wise. Well, I mean, it would be it'd be difficult. I'm sure they can do it. Any a good writer can solve a lot of problems. I still got to finish watching Runaways. I know Runaways came back for a second season, and then yeah, Cloak and Dagger too. That's another Marvel show that's like a sleeper a sleeper hit also, and that's I haven't tried that. Uh-huh. It's supposed to yeah, it's it's on Freeform. But I think you can catch the first season on Hulu. Um, yeah, it's on. It's definitely on Hulu. I. Uh, I haven't seen that. What is it? Um, not Runaways. The Gifted. I like that. That's been canceled. Already? Yep. They only gave it like. <laughs> then Legion's gonna be one more. Then Legion's Legion. gonna have its old last it season too. Then Legion's gonna have its last um, season now too. So Legion's ending. Canceled too. Yeah, then in Legion. Man, I just Legion think, was pretty good. I yeah. only saw some of it, but it was it was. Good for what it was. See what I mean, though? It's it's the vice versa of DC and Marvel. I mean, Marvel just can't, like... But we're talking about big... We're talking about broadcast networks, right? We're not talking about, like, streaming services. So I guess it's I, just different. Well, but think about Netflix. Nip- I think the only broadcast TV show that Marvel's got right now. They're still going, yeah. Yeah. It's actually really good. Anybody who's... Uh, it, it, it's still good, even though... Uh, they had a big casting change. Uh, in S.H.I.E.L.D. or in... In, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, there was a big... Like an actual large change last at the end of last season, uh, I and I think they pivoted pr- pretty well with it. Oh, that's uh, cool. yeah, because they they pivoted. I think like at, like the show kind of where it's like, okay, we can kind of see how they would function without you know this character around. And then there was a twist too, but like I think they made a pretty strong case for continuing. You know, what continuing as they are. Five? Maybe Shit. six? That's a while. Yeah. Uh, For an ABC show? Yeah. I mean, it's an hour, hour-long superhero show. But look at this, because look at the backbone that has a ride-around. It has a ride-around all the that's stuff that's happening in the movies, which is kind of cool, because it's like... Anyway, ages of shows, basically, like your go-between the movies, basically. It's like... Well, this is what happened this during this movie, but yeah, look but what's happening make, in between. He's making money off them. So, so this is just what's happening in between, you know... The films, kind of, kind of I, a little bit, kind of. But yeah, because like it, I don't even remember. Have they even referenced it? I don't think they recognize uh, reference the snap yet. Not yet. But I wonder if this new season is already going to reference it already. I mean, it could have happened before the snap, but it, you know, like I, but I, I'm 
pretty sure it... It's, like, random enough to where you can just start a whole other season of crap happening within just the snap. Yeah. Think about it. Cause like oh, well, yeah, I mean, a five-year span, yeah. Right? Like, like, they could do the entire run of the... Yeah. Cleaning uh, up all the shit that's going on. Yeah. Like, uh, they probably lost half the team, and they're like, well, fuck... Like, you could... I feel like a writer around that would have, like, they can they don't have to put all their eggs in a basket writing a season that, like that. That seems to be almost like what would happen where you're like, okay, series star, like, A, B, yeah. and C have all decided they're not coming back due to contract negotiations, so... So, let's just write them off. Like, it's let's perfect. see what we can do without it's them. perfect. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're now gone, yeah. and uh, we have to hire some new agents, and let's see if we can get another season. You get, uh, you get a, yeah, you get one of the teenagers so. that did a Disney show, and she's old enough now to where she yeah, aged yeah. out of the market, yeah. so you get, yeah, a Zendaya, <laughs> and then you go and, and throw her in. Yeah, you can get anybody or somebody. No, you know what? Let's Let's shake it up. The Iron Man's daughter. Yeah, let's go Bella Thorne in there. Yeah, yeah. she's a little popular these days. Throw her in (laughs) there. God damn it. Oh. But no, like, I don't know. I don't... I love new ideas as much as the next person, but I know that doesn't sell. It depends. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think, is actually really, really holding up for, uh, for having gone through some pretty big changes. Uh, they've built up enough of, uh, the character relationships, like the inner team relationships, where it's like by now, it's like those shows that get older, where you're like they'll reference something, and you're like, oh, oh I fuck, it did happen the first season. Oh. Oh. Yeah. He didn't oh. tell her how he felt for a long time. Oh. You don't even see the show too long. You start feeling, oh, I'm so glad they found the red. Jim is finally gonna say something. He smiled because she mentioned him. Oh, he finally got over her daddy issues. That's so good. A fictional character. Oh, that's so good. I'm, I'm god only, damn it. I'm only meme aware yeah. of The Office, and yet I still know. Oh, god. Well, it's because of Grady. Uh, no. <laughs> But that's what it is. I just don't want to. I'm not. I don't give two fucks what Netflix takes away these days because their power is going to dwindle down pretty soon. I think they're going to. I actually think they're going to stick around because I, I don't yeah. think. I don't think the network centric streaming services no. have enough firepower to. No way. To to make people desubscribe unsubscribe from Netflix. Like, like with Netflix me, it's like entry point. That's like with me right now. I got. What's well, not cool to be? It's not over my like anime fix universe and chill. Like I mean, honestly, with me, like that. I don't like <laughs> for Hulu. Cool. It's like yeah, <laughs> let's CBS and, and chill. Oh, it's CBS nobody, all access. It's not cool all access. Say that. No, it's just all access means. It's all about that. getting in first. Once you're in first, you'll be remembered because you're the first one. It works with everything because nobody will forget you. The nobody forgets the first. <laughs> and then once you once you get over that, we'll get all the cool cool stuff. But it's like, hey, remember where Netflix is the thing, guys? I need to watch it on the Wii. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I remember those days. It's like, we're always going to have that. And we'll remember when we watched Stranger Things and shit like that. Oh, like, gosh, so you just yeah. come back next yeah. week. Coming out season three. Yeah, if you never read a Stephen King book, you might as well just watch Stranger Things because it's a good way to introduce you. <laughs> but if you haven't, then you're not seeing anything surprising. It's uh, funny right now because now Ego Waffles is going back retro. Yeah, watch it. Why not? Oh. Then Pizza Hut is going back to the old logo again. Dunkin' Donuts is selling um, stuff that is because I I don't know if it's just Dunkin' Donuts that are Dunkin' Donuts. No, Baskin Robbins is doing like a thing. But, yeah, and they have like T-shirts for sale in the store that are the name of the store that yeah, the ice cream shop that the those that's two one of characters, the characters works in. Works All right. Yeah, because this one's like a more I don't know that the whole season, but it's like it's more mall centric. 
because that was a thing in the 80s was like going the last, to the malls going to the, the shopping malls yeah so oh. Stranger Things like one of the main characters works in a mall and there's more that's happening like in a very typical 80s mall setting yeah so uh, yeah <laughs> no, but they've got merchandise on the shelves right now on uh, at Dunkin Donuts so fucking and then they go watch just cool, going back actually. to like the old <laughs> packaging <laughs> and shit it's like ugh. their old school stuff that's yeah I'll give it that. Well, it's only because I'm like uh, I, I I think I I I don't know what it was. A, they somebody posted a picture up I think today and like I think they did a shoot for Vanity Fair or something. The kids did or something. I'm like oh god, they're older now. And I'm just like this is weird. I just like it must be trippy. But nonetheless, I guess I'm excited for it. I I, I don't love Stranger Things, but I don't hate it either. It's fun. I think it's a fun show. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's exactly. Yeah. It doesn't. Act like it's anything that isn't right. <laughs> it's, well, I just like I don't know these people. Like you know when the, when a thing gets a pop up bar, that's when I know it's significant to our culture. And I don't know if I should sign up for it or not. And when I watched Stranger Things, Stranger Things the first time, I was just like, okay, this is fun. But it's like I don't know. I guess if you're not because it's it's a scream Stephen King influence. So it's like if, yeah. I, if I did it, if I was a person going into the show and I never read anything remotely about from Stephen King or anything of that sort of nature, I would. I guess I would have been blown away like the people are to the show now. It was kind of cool too, like cool. When, like the whole Dungeons and Dragons thing was. They decided, you know, they released an actual starter kit influenced by Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually get like the actual man. They should have did that with Freaks and Geeks when that was out. Are you kidding me, dude? They probably would have. I think Dungeons and Dragons is one of those things where it's like they very not in a bad way, but like they very aggressively like try to keep changing to be relevant. Yeah, because you figure like that's. They probably went through some really lean times, and that's like when Legends and then when Wizards of the Coast bought them, right? Which you know, those are the guys who make the Magic Card game, and it's like the only reason the Magic Card game guys bought it is because they freaking loved because they loved Dungeons and Dragons. And Dragons when they're like, yeah. I don't want this to die, I'm going to buy it. It's the like, same shit. Yeah, man. so it's like you know they've managed to keep that alive, and actually, and and so now, full circle, there's a source book for the world of Magic, the fictional world that the Magic for Card Magic game. The Gathering? Yeah, like I think it's called Ravinica. So I've never just, been a Magic person, but that's like the world that the Magic, the card game. And did you hear about that? that? So they made and a Netflix announced, and then the funny thing is, the Dragons book where you can play in that setting. But now Netflix announced they're making a Magic: The Gathering TV, uh, animated oh, series. The Russo brothers are doing it. Russo brothers are producing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 they're I'll, producing. I'll, I'll, it. I'll sit down. <laughs> Shit, the Russo brothers. They're never doing really work on All Netflix. Right. It's like I'll watch that. I know. It's like, it's like Castlevania? Come on, Castlevania. Castlevania was good. The first I like Castlevania, season, yeah. Castlevania season, I saw, I'm still like on season two of Castlevania. I actually haven't caught the second season. So the first season was good. Uh, yeah, I know the producer for Castlevania, he's working on Don't Make Cry also. Oh, uh, Samurai 7 is really good on Hulu. I like the game. I don't know if it'd be good as a show. The Samurai I 7? I just don't think everybody would make it good. That's, that's I think it's on... I gotta watch that. Like I said, there's... I for anime I just finished uh, I just saw the season finale of Rising of the Shield Hero and I did enjoy it and I can't hopefully they do make another season. But I like for the fact that the cast actually as soon as they showed the last episode they went online right away and thanked the fans for watching, following these characters. And it's cool, like Crunchyroll has heavy a convention and they announced the cast from Rising of the Shield Hero will be there at a panel. 
they're like the actual voice cast, and they all went online saying thank you for watching the like the show. Thank you for following these characters to twenty five episodes. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope we'll be back and be able to do this again. You know, and they're like I think there's definitely like good parts for this, like for fan culture. There's definitely like good aspects to it, but I think the just the negative outweigh. Yeah, like the the fan control aspect of it. I think or the desire for control. I think is the bad part. The little petitions but, and shit that pop yeah. up. Like, oh god! So like, did you hear that? Did you see the whole Amazon and Netflix thing? Like people are asking yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah. to cancel Good Omens. They're asking to cancel Good Omens, which is on oh, Amazon. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. saying they will. Amazon's are like now. Amazon's like, hey, we'll cancel Stranger Things. And then Amazon turning around saying, you should petition us to cancel Stranger Things. It's like yeah, and so the Amazon knew it was dumb, and they made it. They made it like a like yeah, like a joke, joke about like, it. Yeah, well, and they we'll tagged Netflix, and I'm sure Netflix was like, laughing. You know, those people were I don't probably all laughing. <laughs> And they all probably know each other. Actually, I'm sure a lot of those people in those industries—they all like yeah, are they all grab dinner to each yeah. other, talk about the biggest thing. Come on, they're all players. Which I gotta see Gomez. I heard it's like really. It's probably good. Actually, it's, it has strong cast. David it's by Neil Gaiman. Like he wrote the series. Yeah. He wrote the mini the comic series. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, most of his property. His books are really, really strong. If you haven't read them, I definitely recommend. Uh, he's the one who did did he do Marvel 1608 right he did Marvel 1608 he did Miracle Man he did Sandman was really where he made his name um, if you're looking for a book um, what's he, the one that they, they have the other I'm blanking on the the other series he's got out on uh, American Gods yeah American Gods great novel Really, really good book. Uh, I know they got the series too. I heard the show yeah. is like really good. You can't. I, I don't think there's a bad Neil Gaiman book. Yeah. Honestly, very, very talented writer. Because I, because I remember he's supposed to do a collaboration with. Uh, what was it about? Something. So, I don't. I, I forgot what I was reading about. But he who's going to do a collaboration thing about like the Salem witch trials? Oh yeah, that sounds like up. something. Yeah, but that's like right up his alley. Um, well, he did a book on the Norse gods too, like Norse mythology recently. What was it? Was it Neil Gaiman and somebody else? I don't remember, but yeah, anything with him, like they put that. <laughs> it's funny. It was hilarious when he came on the Simpsons episode. I can't fucking remember. Oh yeah, he, they even have they, they even have him on the yeah because they tried to like. Uh, I forgot what episode it was, but it had Neil Gaiman do a guest voice on there, and it was hilarious. But no, he's he's a great writer. I mean, I, I know of his works and stuff, and familiar with his characters and stuff. I do want to see that. I do want to read the Sandman series because that was the one that got him like up there. And that that can be disturbing though at times. Like I remember, I read that as like a teen, like a probably like young teen, and there, like I still remember a scene that was just like, oh wow, like I. Don't think I'm. No, I'm just, I know they I'm were trying to. <laughs> I just like did a read. So I know they were trying to do a film, and they were yeah, yeah, they were trying to do a film, but I guess it never got out of development. Like they had like I think Joseph Gore Levitt in mind oh, as the main character, but it never just got it never got full you know backing. That, I guess that might be an unfilmable property. Like like I don't know how they like like the technology's there. I, I don't know how they would distill those stories down into something that would make sense to a, a movie. Two, like in two hour, two and a half hour increments. Okay. Well, no way. 
It's time to wrap up. So, what are you guys watching right now? If we want to stick to the t- topic of TV or fandom, why are you guys watching right now? I'm doing Designated Survivor, Neon Genesis, and uh, what was the other? I'm rewatching Old Walking Dead season two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Good, good times. No, uh, no, I'm, I'm one of those horrible people that have been rewatching Friends. Uh, no, I. <laughs> I'm making my rounds into all the popular shit that's popular. So I finished the act on Hulu. That's what the little girl, based on the little girl who kills her mom because her mom is terrible to her too. Vice versa. That's okay. Just I would skip the last episode because I think the <laughs> the episode before it, you kind of just get the you kind of get the, the wrap up it really needs. The last episode is just kind of extra shit that you're like, ah, oh, it just makes you feel worse. You're like, oh, this girl's alive and in jail and. Probably shouldn't be in there, but she should be too. Uh, other than that, I've seen that uh, a lot of stand up. I always see stand up um, and give some faith to new things. I don't fucking know. We bear bears. Yeah, we bear bears. I've been watching a lot of we bear bears. We go. We don't live on the bear wagon. Yeah, so like, go. She got. If you guys see a show, it's like a guilty pleasure. We we bear bears. It's hilarious as hell. I fucking hate that show because I love it so much. It's so good. It's a good uh, show. Watch We Bear Bears, guys. If you if you feeling down, uh, yeah. If you just feeling down, just want to watch three bears who are relatable. Basically relatable in there. I thought I'd see that in the sentence. I swear, yeah. Grease. Watch it. It's great. Uh, it makes you friends, friends with three bears. It makes you feel like a kid again. Uh, and if you're friends with three bears. Um, yeah, I know there's yeah, one uh, show. They keep like JG Quintel, who did regular show. He's doing the show for TBS. It's an anime show. It's called Close to You, but it's basically an adult, like it's adult type animated show. But. I saw the trailer on YouTube. I don't know when that's supposed to come out, but I'm curious for that one. But there's just too much shit to watch. For me, like right now, like me watching right now, like with me, I'm mostly right now. I'm right now in anime right now, so it's like. But I'm like, like I said, I'm keeping up with. I'm trying to catch up on Supernatural, the last season so far. Um, yeah, look out for that last season, guys. Don't want to miss it. And then, like I said, I just finished Rising of the Shield Hero. Then I'm jumping into like these other animes that are coming out. They're ending. They're getting all the season finales this year, so it's like. And I can't wait for My Hero Academia Season 4, which is going to come out in October. So, I pretty much had, that's all I got for today, guys. So, I want to thank Beagle being here and Mondo being here. So, like I said, yeah, definitely... Spider-Man next time. Definitely, we're definitely going to talk about Spider-Man next time. We're going to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. That might be the next episode. So, like I said, as for the franchise, geek on and take care.